This episode is brought to you by The Growth Strategy Programme, the only online programme for the founders of scaling consumer packaged goods brands that helps you set your business up for the next phase of serious growth. To find out when the next cohort starts, go to fionafitzconsulting.com, then click online courses and register your interest today. Welcome to Brand Growth Heroes, the podcast that explores how insurgent brands in consumer goods categories are driving transformational growth. Here our guests talk not only about their brand purpose or why, but also how where they play, who they employ, and how they work has driven their incredible success. Trip is the UK's best-selling CBD drinks company. And since its launch in 2019, UK consumers have spent literally millions of pounds on their delicious CBD-infused canned drinks as well as on their dinky little dropper bottles of CBD oil, which I have to admit is on my kitchen counter, ready to be pulled out of the holster to smooth over the inevitable spiky moments that you can expect with three kids and a kitchen rebuild. We speak to co-founder Olivia Ferdy about leaving her law career to step into the unknown and how she and her husband have created a mainstream category out of something that had many barriers to purchase up until now. We learn how the trip team have had to drive demand in the old-fashioned way, through experience and word of mouth, rather than through paid advertising, and how this is paying off for them as they move into their next phase of growth. Trip has the potential to be one of those brands that come along once in a decade and change our purchasing and consumption habits across a number of different food, beverage and healthcare categories. In short, another brand growth heroes, one to watch. Olivia Ferdy from Trip, welcome to Brand Growth Heroes. Thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm really well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. So listen, thank you so much, first of all, for my fabulous box of goodies, my trip, CBD oil and all of the drinks, which are absolutely gorgeous, by the way. If anyone out there hasn't tried them, you need to. They are fabulous. Tell us about Trip. What products do you make? Where can we find them? And then we'll go into how you came up with the idea and how you've driven this business to grow to a point that people are spending millions on buying Trip products across the UK in just two years. Definitely. Um, so Trip is a range of CBD-infused drinks and CBD oils. Um, there is 15 milligrams of CBD in each of our four drinks, and uh, you can find them across the UK online and in retail, whether it's from Selfridges Food Hall to Soho House Bar to Sainsbury's on your high street. So uh, definitely the beginning of something super exciting. You know, Our mission is to bring um, CBD and actually that moment of calm to your everyday making that as accessible as possible and helping people discover what we think are these incredible benefits of, of the plant. So how did you come up with this idea? And also, how does it work? How does it give us that moment of calm? You said in our prequel, you said moment of softness, and that's certainly what it does for me or what your products have done for me. Yeah, that's the same feeling that I get. I think the way that CBD works is CBD is a cannabinoid. And within our bodies, our human bodies, we have something called the endocannabinoid system or the ECS. And essentially that manages everything. It's like a central nervous system that manages everything from sleep, appetite, mood, pain, inflammation. And when you give your body CBD, those receptors for that system that basically work really hard every day to give you a feeling of balance and help you decompress if you've got too much pain or lack of sleep. When you give your body CBD, that system has fuel to do its balancing job even more effectively which is why when you take CBD, depending on if you're feeling a little bit of mental stress, or it could be 
um, you know, physical tension. Uh, a lot of people use CBD before and after sports or for recovery. Um, you can feel that effect within sort of 10, 20 minutes, depending on the dose. It's a very personal thing. So you can actually use CBD, um, you know, one day for one particular purpose or in another moment for another, but it depends on the individual, which is why it's really exciting, I think, for people to um, discover the fact they can personalize how much they're enjoying and, and how they feel. But is it cumulative? Because my understanding of those receptors on the end of the neurons is that they are very plastic and that over time, if they get the same kind of message from what we're taking in, if it's a drug or a chemical or a food, they will get better at doing the job they're supposed to be doing. So I'm assuming if you take CBD oil every day, the ECS system is going to get better at doing its job. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why so many people enjoy it sort of as an everyday ritual. So I shouldn't be just doing it once in a blue moon. I should actually, I'm just thinking about my own life here. I should be doing this every day so that actually I'm training the muscles of those neurons and those receptors. Definitely. So a lot of people have it as part of an everyday regimen as you'd sort of take a supplement in the morning or in the evening before bed. However, you know, you can reach for that top up around a specific moment because it has that effect within 10, 20 minutes. For me, for example, if I'm choosing not to drink alcohol one evening, you know, I'll be reaching for that drink, even though I have CBD every day, reaching for it to know that within that 10 minutes, I will have what I often reach for an alcoholic drink or to have that edge taken off. So tell us then, how did you come up with the idea to leave your job in law and your husband's job in finance? I mean, that's a pretty big deal to leave comfortable jobs like that, to set up a business in the unknown and go first. Tell us. Yeah, it was a pretty unexpected, unexpected journey that got us here. But um, yeah, an absolute amazing roller coaster since. Like you mentioned, my husband and I co-founded the business um, back in 2019, but it was a year earlier that when we were um, getting married, he actually suffered a football injury playing Sunday football. You can imagine I was losing my mind, had to have knee surgery just before our wedding. He was wearing a brace. He was in crutches. He was told he wouldn't be able to walk down the aisle. This is seven weeks before we're due to sort of, you know, get everyone together to celebrate something. And we were desperately trying to find ways, you know, he was resting the whole time, couldn't, couldn't go to work. It was a total nightmare, but he was recommended CBD. Uh, we didn't know anything about CBD, but we had heard there are these amazing, um, all sorts of amazing benefits in recovery. And a lot of professional athletes um, use it for, you know, recovery from, from injury. And long story short, through taking CBD, seven weeks after knee surgery, not only was he walking down the aisle, dancing all weekend, we've got the videos to prove it, it was absolutely bonkers. And sort of a lot of that is support for inflammation, uh, pain relief, which basically allows you to sleep, I think, as well, which is an incredible component of healing, I think. Um, so we had this crazy weekend, got back, couldn't believe what had happened, really did not know anything about CBD. And this was 2018. So, you know, a little look on Google, there was not much available in terms of product or in terms of information, but we dove into researching it. And actually what became clear is that the majority of people use it for an everyday well-being component or for stress relief. And like you mentioned, I was working as a lawyer at the time, um, long nights, just classic London sort of burnt out situation. And I was starting to take CBD every morning on my commute. And for me, like I mentioned, it's just that sort of ease, that softening, because that's when I would find myself just getting overwhelmed with thoughts before arriving at work. And I was loving the effect, but really struggling through the flavors. Um, for those that don't know, sort of oil-based tinctures was the most common format for CBD oil. And 
we're talking little brown bottles of brown liquid with very funky packaging, scary marijuana leaf branding everywhere. Um, and it was pretty intimidating. And I think as a lawyer, it wasn't something I could have comfortably at my desk or something I could talk to people about and sort of ask, you know, do you know where to get better quality product? Because when you're going on a funny website and dropping, honestly, it was sort of 60, 70 pounds for a small bottle of CBD at the time. We realized there's got to be a better way for this because rather than that hold your nose medicinal moment, if we could create something that tasted as good as that calming feeling you could get, all of our friends and family could benefit from a product like this. And we realized that drinks in particular, you know, CBD was totally new at the time. And it's amazing how much the awareness and, and demand has grown um, since we launched. But actually, if you could put it in a drink format um, and place it wherever you'd find a drink, whether that's on a bar, in a lunch spot at your office, you know, people would quickly understand the potential of that sort of functional product. Sure. It's anchored in a category that they understand. Exactly. But we had this um, passion and desire. And uh, you can imagine, yeah, telling, telling our parents as newlyweds, we were just going to chuck all our savings into something um, in the cannabis space and leave our careers in law and finance um, was a difficult, difficult family discussion. But <laughs> thankfully, here to tell the tale. But just an interesting one on, I love highlighting for our listeners the idea that if consumers are not doing something currently, or lots of consumers are not doing something currently, even though they have a need for a solution, it's usually because there's a barrier in the way. And one of the barriers that you identified was the taste, wasn't it? Yes, yes. But the other barrier that you spoke to me about before we started recording, which I felt was not only the taste, so I kind of felt like I can hold my nose and I'll put up with it in the hope that this is going to deliver its promise, right? This brown bottle stuff that I bought in the local health food shop. But actually, another barrier that really put me off was I wasn't sure whether what they promised was in the bottle was in the bottle because I was aware in a very fuzzy way, I was aware that it was an unregulated industry. Who knows who was making it? Who knows where they were sourcing it and where their manufacturer was sourcing it from? How much of the right ingredients was in it and how much of the wrong ingredients weren't in it? I was very conscious of the fact that certainly on the Isle of Man where I live, if you have anything to do with marijuana, you end up in prison. It's really, really serious here. So the whole thing just felt like I'm spending 60, 70 quid on a bottle of stuff and I'm just, I don't have the faith that the people who are making it are delivering me something safe. You come from a law background, so I presume that was an important thing for you to be able to deliver this product that held its promise and that was legal. Definitely. I think that's where brand comes in as well as product quality. So for us, like you mentioned, you know, with my legal background, it was essential in terms of ingredient sourcing, partnering with manufacturers, um, compliance processes, third-party testing finished products to verify every part of that um, supply chain, absolutely critical. And I think building a brand, you know, especially given our personal experience and how we built the brand, it's always felt very, I guess, sensitive for any brand owner, but it's, it's almost my legal reputation online. Can you imagine, you know, if something was to actually not be 200% above board. So um, yeah, it's been a really important part of the process for us. So for me, as I, I think I'm probably typical target consumer for you guys in the over four, the 45 plus age group, high stress, three kids, trying to juggle everything, slightly ADHD. So everything's really difficult for me anyway. Don't want to drink any more wine in the evenings. You know, it's just perfect because I know this about you, that you were ex-law and because I know that you do the third party testing and everything, all of a sudden I'm going to go and I'm going to become your most loyal consumer because I have that reason to believe now. 
And I suppose the reason I'm highlighting this again is because for all of those people scaling out there, this is when we talk about reason to believe, this is what we mean. It's all those things. And you talked about a QR code. Tell us about the QR code for the reason to believe bit. Yeah, definitely. I think as the CBD market develops and consumers are self-educating very, very rapidly, the adoption rates are incredible as people see that relief, you know, within 10, 20 minutes of consuming something. So if you compare it to sort of a functional product with longer term benefits, whether that's um, all sorts of things, could be gut health, it could be um, vitamin supplements. When you feel something so immediately, you know, we get very excited. We compare it to, you know, having it, discovering coffee or discovering alcohol or sugar. That's how excited we get in terms of the potential of this sort of product. Um, but when you have people coming into this space, they, they are very keen to understand that educational quality and information aspect. So QR codes you can find on our um, packaging. I was mentioning particularly in the US where you've got that more advanced consumer and it just takes you straight to the lab reports. And it's something that we've always been incredibly transparent about. And if anyone listening ever has questions, you know, something we've built the brand around is Openness, it is literally a family business. It's us on the Instagram, on the website, you know, drop us a question, ask for reports, you know, we can only build this category to, to its full potential if we are here for the long haul and supporting our community in in their understanding and, and them creating creating new rituals. So it's it's really powerful. But what you mentioned around um as well, the kind of wanting that stamp of approval before you choose a product. For us, you know, we've been so lucky to have this conversation, but a lot of people I, I might not be able to have a conversation with. So it was really about the design of the product on the shelf. So hopefully from a distance, when you see Trip for the first time and you've never heard of CBD perhaps, those pastel colors and the sort of calming, clean aesthetic should hopefully speak to you from a very far distance on shelf and say to you something like, this is a wellness product. And, and a big part of our mission is ultimately destigmatizing the negative connotations around um, CBD and, and cannabis because you know, trip is a total play on words. It's about being playful and engaging with people who are interested in this functional plant or, or open to try it. And actually for us, positioning the brand as something hopefully super clearly clean and, and wellness-based is an important part of that if we're going to actually champion making this plant as accessible as possible to those millions of people. So you're hinting at the fact here at two things and we should probably call those out. The first thing is, is that you are creating a category. And the second thing is, is that you're hinting at is that I can hear from what you're saying that actually you have probably have a vision to be multi-category, cross-category, the ultimate destination for CBD across many grocery categories and even non-grocery categories. I personally would like now that we've been talking and I know just how high quality your product must be given the fact that you do third-party testing and stuff I would like a trip bath, please. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I think we have established ourselves based on our personal experience as an authority on CBD, an authority on authentic functional well-being. We're not here to just, you know, whack some CBD in an extra skew that we've got. And I think on that basis, what we position ourselves or the feedback we get from our um, incredible community is that, you know, trip represents a moment of calm in the everyday chaos. Whatever that looks like for you, if that's on the school run, if that's as you're trying to fall asleep, when you're socializing or you've got social anxiety. So being relevant in the future as well as now is essential for us in how we create experiences um, for our community. But the, the cross-category piece that you mentioned, I think, is really exciting because I don't think there's many other sort of functional well-being categories that can sit across those opportunities. So, for example, um, in our sort of nationwide grocery 
um, retail partner, we have the single beverages you'd imagine in a fridge where you have your grab and go lunch experience, um, you know, convenient, um, on the go, as we say, and then actually the multi-pack format in a totally different section of the shop and also our, our oils in the, in the wellbeing section right next to, you know, rescue remedy and echinacea, because if we can talk to you across all the different moments of your shop or your lifestyle, I think it's the same when you find us on a, on a menu, you can find trip, you know, on a brunch menu at Bill's restaurants, but also in the spa at Soho House. Um, so if a, if a person or a potential consumer gets to see us across all those different moments, they can start to understand how we can fit in the future across different, different formats. Absolutely. I'd like you in chewing gum. I'd like little melty leaves I could put on the top of my tongue and just let them melt when I'm really about to scream at the kids. As I said, like bath salts, I use the Westfield lab. They've got a CBD oil bath salts and they are amazing. I mean, just divine. But there's no reason that you guys couldn't be delivering all of this. And then it's like the go to across all the categories, even face cream, you know, oh, bring it on. Yeah, because if you trust us, if you trust us as a CBD authority or expert in your well-being, which is something we work very hard at, it's that we can partner with you longer term as you experience different things. You know, it doesn't mean that you can only enjoy us as an alcohol alternative. I think we've spoken about the fact that a lot of people enjoy us as a mixer. Sometimes you want to drink, sometimes you don't. Whether you're looking for different moments in your day, I think COVID has um, really shone a light on the fact that mental well-being and sort of stress relief and plant-powered opportunities to support that without relying on um, chemicals or anything like that is here to stay. And the pos- overwhelmingly positive experience people share um, online and on a website, et cetera, when they consume a, a trip product um, means there's a lot of exciting opportunity to, to lean into that feedback. If, if all of our consumers say, please, can you make us X, Y, Z? We'd love to. This episode is brought to you by The Growth Strategy Programme the only online program for the founders of scaling consumer packaged goods brands that helps you set your business up for the next phase of serious growth. To find out when the next cohort starts, go to fionafitzconsulting.com, then click online courses and register your interest today. Let's talk about building your brand then and how you've had to build your community and build it in a very organic way. And we'll explain what we mean by that in a minute and use that to drive demand because it hasn't been the traditional challenger brand, you know, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Shopify subscription. Tell us about this because you've really had to be innovative in the way you've thought about this. Yeah, definitely. I think that's why we've invested as well in the product aesthetic that it does a lot of the talking for us because um, the context of that is essentially um, because CBD is under particular regulation in America at a federal level, the largest American companies aren't able to take CBD products on their platform. So, you go and you design this beautiful product that you think tastes delicious and it's going to change the world, but actually your traditional route to meet consumers when you're a totally new, totally new brand on, on the scene are completely restricted. So you can't just put your product straight on Amazon. You can't put pounds behind Google advertising. You can't put pounds behind Instagram or Facebook marketing. Um, there's a lot of stores you can't even sell into that are American-owned chains. And I think that's a real well, challenge, definitely, but also has created unexpectedly somewhat of a unique opportunity and discipline for us where we invest so much in, um, you know, SEO content, educational content, such that if you Google CBD in the UK, even though we can't buy the advertising space from Google or Amazon at the top, we rank on the first page ahead of any other 
brand because people are looking for Trip as an authority on information around CBD. And it's a very, very powerful way to communicate with people when it's when it's genuine rather than just traditional advertising spend. But very much the beginning because as soon as that does unlock, I'm very excited about putting pounds behind, behind those sort of advertising platforms for sure. Are you on Amazon? Are you allowed to be on Amazon now? We have just trialed with Amazon. Uh, they've opened a very small scale trial um, for a handful of CBD formats, but you can't advertise. <laughs> so you can imagine the number of products on Amazon and how hard it is. Uh, my understanding of Amazon is, you know, there's a lot of games to be played around investing in the right kind of search terms, et cetera. And, and we can't do that. <laughs> so if you can't do all these things, how have you driven growth in the business? What has driven growth? I think it is a product-based experience that drives peer-to-peer recommendations. So the power of people's experience on a personal level, when there's something that you reach for that has actually delivered in terms of making you feel, whether it's calmer or um, less stressed, the repeat purchase is, is insane. So four out of 10 of our consumers on our website, they return month on month, which is far, far above average. Without a subscription. Yeah, we can't do subscriptions, yeah. So actually, this is the way we used to do this in the olden days, right? So, I mean, genuinely, I've been in this industry since 1997 and until in the last three or four years, nobody was talking about advertising on Instagram or Facebook. I mean, few people were, but you know, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a big deal. That's how you did business. You had to deliver a brand and product experience that was so great. If you were going to be an insurgent brand anyway, that people would talk about it and they would recommend it. And you had to reach out on a platform and show up and talk about something in a meaningful way that meant something to consumers in their life. For Goo, that was about being able to host a dinner party without making a dessert or sit in front of a video with your partner and tuck into your Goo without having to go out for dinner and get a great dessert there. What are you guys bringing to your consumers' lives then? Because if you have to give them content that they want to share organically, besides wanting to talk about the product experience, What do you bring to them in terms of content? We talk a lot about finding calm in the everyday chaos. And I think it's not preachy. So well-being in general, I think, can be difficult when really large corporates are telling you to feel a certain way or or do something. But actually, it's very kind of personal and and you experience it how you want to. And that can be flexible. doesn't mean you need to drink one day and not drink the other or take the drops consistently for one thing and not the other. Um, But it is is really important to react to how people are using it and, and the opportunity there. Um, for us, finding moments of calm in the chaos, that speaks to basically this insane adoption, acceleration and demand that we've seen. You know, While we have 82% of the market share of CBD drinks in the UK, that's just not, it's not just the product, it's not just the brand, but it's also the wider piece, I think, around functional well-being. And something that COVID has really set alight is the importance and overdue conversations around mental well-being. So that is opening up to talk to a friend, a colleague, put it in your family, WhatsApp. And the fact that I think it's becoming less stigmatized that you can't have true good health without true mental health and being part of that conversation and, you know, some sort of essentially stimulant. If you can reach for a product like Trip and know that you're going to feel calmer and you have a positive effect, that's very, very, very powerful. So in terms of your marketing activity, kind of a demand generating activity. I know that recently you've just launched, I mean, in the last week, a big billboard activity. You want to talk about that in a second. Pre-billboard, right, days, what were the main levers in your marketing plan and what are they now in this next phase of your growth? 
So a large part of our um, company life, which is two years, has been COVID. <laughs> so sadly, while one of our mottos is hands in hand and sort of connecting with people, sharing the story, we couldn't do events. We couldn't be places where people were because everybody was at home. So we went where they were, which was at home and on their phones, often with too much screen time, but a lot of stress. So actually, you know, Instagram has been an amazing community builder for us where organically we've built a community of over 40,000 people who just come to engage in sort of our playful content, our educational pieces and learn about CBD, um, which has been amazing. Um, another part has been, as you'd imagine, sort of distribution with a, with a two pound product um, on shelf placing it in places that people can understand. So that might be at their local gym. It could be in their, in their workplace. Um, the other thing about obviously being in COVID was just reacting to, I think being sort of a younger company, we can react quite quickly in terms of that marketing budget. So it might be in lockdown one, we realized that our warehouse couldn't get shipments out quick enough to the demand. Um, you know, there was capacity issues and that kind of thing. So we launched a Deliveroo store so we had uh, we have the number one selling non-restaurant, non-supermarket store on Deliveroo. So you can Google us and you'll see Trip CBD store. It looks like a little storefront. It's obviously not a real store, but 15 locations over the country, you can get CBD on demand in 10 minutes. That kind of experience, which um, is so convenient. And also if someone's browsing on there and they're feeling a moment of stress or actually they just want something to drink on the umpteenth Zoom call, Zoom quiz with their friends, you can be part of that moment. So jumping into those moments and those new behaviors and being very reactive has been very powerful. We use SMS as well quite a lot. So how does that work? So in some of our sort of um, print marketing, you might find a QR code. You'll also find it on our Instagram, on our online channels. And it's essentially you click and it autofills a text message. And then you become part of our text community of insiders who get access to whether it's discounts, surveys, information, um, lots of exciting kind of community-led initiatives. But the fact that you're on SMS, you have this quite personal connection with people again. So we allow people to drop us a text if they've got a question, drop us a text if they want to order or they want to know something about dosage or how to take CBD. But actually even we can be reactive, which is fun. So things like a couple of, um, a couple of months ago, there was an Instagram blackout, uh, WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram all went down for a night and everyone was twitching their, you know, twiddling their thumbs, not knowing what to do, but desperate to scroll. So we just sent a text message out that evening to everyone on our SMS uh, on our SMS list saying, you know, stressed in the blackout, don't know what to do. Here's a discount. Oh, that's brilliant. Trip. And it, it just exploded. It was, it was super fun. So being a bit reactive, being a bit creative. So this is brilliant because people always say to me, how do you decide which channel you should be present in or which channel you should activate? And they seem to think you just need to follow other brands. You know, if drinks are sold here, well, then you should be with drinks. But actually what you guys have done is you've said, where does the consumer feel the need? Yeah, exactly. In which place are they mentally and physically, geographically, where are they? That's where we need to be and then prioritize that. Your channel strategy comes out of that. And you're the perfect example. I'm going to use this in my course as an example of how to design your channel strategy because it is linked to consumer need occasion. That's how you know where to be. Totally. And actually traditionally, you know, Travel stress is a perfect one. So you can find us in airports and train stations and also a lot of hotel minibars um, because as soon as you get to your vacation time, you know, you want to release after all the, you know, admin that comes with that. And whether you're boarding a plane and you have travel anxiety or flying anxiety, or it's just been a hectic, as we all know, a hectic uh, process to get there. 
being wherever you might need a moment of calm. Children's parties would be great. Totally. Hangover. So quick commerce, you know, the morning after. Hangover anxiety, social anxiety. Sadly, it's, it's very prolific, but anywhere you might need us, that's where we'll be. Anywhere that sells brunch because you're probably with a hangover. So look, tell us now about the latest phase. You're pulling new marketing levers like a big brand now. Tell us about that. Yeah, I think for us, it's um, it's important to be, like we said, wherever our consumers might be. And this out of home campaign, which is our first nationwide billboard campaign, is just a really exciting opportunity for us to have, um, yeah, a test of that traditional traditional marketing. So we've taken over um, a thousand locations with um, the first phase, which was actually just, I don't know if you saw sort of positive affirmations. We drafted these phrases that we put up around around town to just remind millions of commuters that, you know, they can take a moment out of their day, reset, you know, send a message to a friend or, or just take a moment for themselves. They were very simple things like um, taking care of yourself is productive, you know, hopefully doesn't come across too preachy, but it's just a gentle reminder that um, your mental well-being is, is very important, um, which is super exciting. Is the objective brand building and awareness driving, it's more of a longer medium to longer term investment you're making in your brand rather than a short term drive towards to drive people to, to buy today or this week? Yes, exactly. So that phase ran for a couple of weeks and then it was followed up in the same locations by um, pictures of products with a similar cloud aesthetic. Um, so in a lot of those locations, you couldn't go and buy it straight underneath that billboard. But the principle of the, the first part was definitely to encourage conversations so that no one feels alone um, and so that people could just look up and, and have a moment, um, followed by these, these really exciting um, products. Are you excited? Do you feel like you're a big grown-up marketeer now? I mean, I would if I was doing a thousand billboards all over the UK. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we went obviously to um, take photos, took my parents, took my husband's parents, like the whole thing. Oh, they must be so proud. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. A couple of quick questions on it. A thousand billboards, that must be really expensive. It depends. I think one thing that we've always done is think differently. So you can actually be very reactive. Yes, it costs money. But actually, for some of the sites, if you work directly with the people who operate the billboard, um, you can even lock that in the night before. So yeah, just think outside the box. (laughs) Okay, great. Brilliant. So you can be really clever. And the next question is, are you doing any testing pre and post in those areas to find out if it's working or is that just too big budget stuff? We haven't got that locked in as far as I'm aware for the moment. I think for us, the idea was just to drive brand awareness and also support for those kind of moments where people are feeling busy so that long term people, when they're feeling busy and they feel they want a moment to themselves or a moment of calm, they'll start to connect that with trip. But it wasn't a specific, um, there's no specific metrics to sort of test the sales in the specific hubs, if that makes sense. There's an amazing company called Proco AI, and I've been researching them because it sounded too good to be true. But actually, I've got some really good feedback from people using them when it's used properly by the right people who understand the data. And they're in constant conversation with consumers, and you can choose which consumers you want to talk to. And you could set it up in a way where you could measure pre and post with this. Definitely. So we don't actually measure, we're not measuring sales in the location, but what we are doing is what I call sort of social listening. So people have been taking photographs and Instagramming them going crazy. And that is a way of kind of collecting data about, you know, who is shopping where, you know, what else are they sharing? How are they engaging with us? What questions are they asking? So 
yeah, it's gone bonkers on social, which is, I guess, been a very important metric in terms of awareness and the success of the campaign. Would be even more powerful with the 16 drivers and you could look geographically and see appeal and you could even ask a question do you know what trip is or do you know that trip is about having that soft gentle part of your day so listen i'm so excited for you guys what's next it's a very exciting q4 black friday for uh for online is huge in terms of building real value for your consumers and actually getting a lot of trials so we're super excited to um to connect with lots and lots of new new people in our world We've launched a range of lifestyle um, products from sort of cozies to, to socks to giftable items. I'll send you some giftable items so that, again, it's that really holistic brand connection point. It's not just when you reach for a can, but it's also when you get home after a long day or you are um, heading into the office and you want something comfortable that feels like you, you know, it's all those touch points. It's a brand experience. It's a total experience. Yeah, definitely. And that's something we're going to continue to bring to Europe, which we're already playing in, but looking to lean into more. And the States, um, which is something we uh, we just started a few months ago, but excited to now finally travel. So we're off next week to America. Oh, amazing. And you got funding recently, so you're not looking for any more money at the moment, are you? Um, not right now. Yeah, next year. I'll save up some money. Can I? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I would really like to save a couple of pence and have the opportunity to come on this journey with you because it's so exciting. And you know what I love about it as well? So I do a lot of work with people who come on my program about sizing the prize and your opportunity, right? Not only in the categories you're in, but cross category is enormous. It is absolutely enormous. And it's actually quite easy to size the prize because you said it so well. You said, if I think about anyone in my life, who wouldn't need this once we remove those barriers? Who wouldn't need it? And it's true. Who wouldn't need it? As long as people can afford it, and maybe that's a bigger question for later on down the line, you know, democratising it and making it available for everybody and not exclusive. Absolutely. Essential. Completely agreed. I'm so excited for you. I really am. Congratulations on everything you've done so far. You know, it's no easy feat. You've become master of brand building, of brand experience, of product, of co-manufacturing, of trying to navigate a crazy regulatory situation. But obviously that was the easy bit for you. As they'd say in French, chapeau, which means impressed. Well done you. Thank you so much. Look, let's talk again in a year and see how you guys are doing. I'm sure at that stage you'll be hitting the... I'd love that. You won't tell me what size you are, but I think you're going to be up around the 20 million mark by the end of 2022, I would imagine, because this is just huge. We've got big ambitions. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be good. Definitely. Olivia, it's really lovely to meet you. Thank you so much for joining us on Brand Growth Heroes. You too. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. 